Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Vance Rausch. Vance is the founder and CEO of Overflow, an online platform that helps nonprofits, churches, and corporations accept non-cash assets with ease. He and his wife, Kim, are founding members and now executive pastors of Vive Church in Silicon Valley. Today, Vance will share the story of how Overflow got started, and he'll unpack his mission to inspire the world to give. So lean in, leaders, and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. It's another Avail podcast where we talk about the art of leadership. I got my intro music. I got my mind, my leadership mind plugged in. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Virgil Sierra lead pastor of Vertical Church, a.k.a. Iglesia Vertical in South Florida. We're one church, two languages. I'm your host right here on the Avail podcast where we talk leadership. For so many of us Christians who are leading in church, in ministry, in the marketplace, our heart is to learn this art and get better at it. And as always, we have amazing leaders who are guests. We have a great, great leader today. He's a pastor. He's an entrepreneur. He's a founder. We're going to talk about something great that the Lord's been doing and it is doing in his life. Vance Roush, it's good to have you with us here on the Avail Podcast. Vance, how you doing? My, good, I'm, my goodness, I'm so good. Pastor Virgil, what an honor. It's so cool to be on this podcast with you. It feels it's fun to be on a podcast. It's fun to connect with people. Uh, I've had the opportunity, Vance, to from a distance kind of see uh, what God has been doing through your life and how he's been using you, ministry. Uh, I can't wait to, to get into the heart of this conversation. We're definitely going to talk about Overflow, which is an amazing uh, platform. And I think it's an, uh, a resource that every church, every ministry, every uh, every Christian leader needs to know about. Uh, but also, you got you got a church planner story. Uh, you're, you're a person who loves Jesus. Share with us a little bit, for those who are getting to know you here on the Avail Podcast, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, uh, we've been for the past decade and some change, been building a local church. Uh, so my wife and I, we've had the privilege right after we met each other at the University of Washington up in Seattle, right after right after graduation, we got married. I got a job at Google. My wife got a job. Uh, her name is Kim teaching in San Jose, which moved us hmm. to this cool place called the Silicon Valley. So from <laughs> Seattle to the Silicon Valley, we find ourselves as newlyweds. Uh, really looking to join a church. We met at a church. We wanted our marriage to be founded in the church, serving at a church. But to be honest with you, after checking out several different communities, didn't feel like we had one we could really resonate with, where we felt mm. like we could give our life to. Uh, but God had uh, some other plans, apparently, which was us meeting through Twitter, Okay, through Twitter. And that's maybe another podcast for another day. Wow. But we met our now lead pastors through what I call the Holy Dove. Maybe you don't think about Twitter that way. <laughs> um, and uh, through a serendipitous, uh, I believe, divine connection, we met them. They were in Australia at the time. Uh, they met us through this platform, flew over to meet us in person. And after just a few hours knowing them, showing them around Google, showing them around Stanford, we find ourselves in a Thai restaurant where these Australian pastors, Adam and Karis Smalcom, start pitching this vision for a church in the Silicon Valley that would reach wow. people, 
that work at companies like Facebook, Apple, Google, these people that are inventing technologies that are reaching billions of people, they're going to find Vive Church, they're going to get saved, and not just building products in their life, but with a deeper purpose now to build the kingdom. And the Silicon Valley is not just going to be known for technology, but going to be known for Jesus. And I was... Virgil, 21 at the time. Wow. So I was just eating my pad thai listening to this. <laughs> and uh, after, you know, that 10-minute vision pitch, uh, Pastor Adam, he looks to me and to my wife and he says, join us. Start this church with us. And wow. based out of pure naivety, I can't lie to you, not because of faith, not because of courage, but because I was 21 and naive. We said yes. <laughs> so wow. that was literally uh, just a little over 10 years ago. And about a month after that first uh, divine connection, they ended up selling everything in Australia, moving officially to the Silicon Valley. And we started services in their living room with seven people praying wow. for the city, praying for a move of God. About a decade later, we have about 4,000 active members across 10 locations, planting our 11th location in London this September, all for the glory of God. That's awesome. I I love that. Um, I think something that's really cool about about your story uh, is that you weren't necessarily looking for ministry. Ministry found you. That's what God does. However, Mm -hmm. however being being a young being a young man a young couple with your wife yes. being open a to God's call being open to to saying God use our lives where we are um that's inspirational that's awesome and 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 then to top it off you're where you're located silicon valley which we know it's famous for technology startups all these things and and why does god have us here at this time uh, and then some more things begin unraveling. So, so what I understand is you kind of helped to co-plant and, and found yeah. this church, Vive, Vive Church. Yep. And how, how was that journey? It's 10 years in now, right? <laughs> 10 years in now. How, how was that journey when you got things going? And then maybe lead us up to uh, that next door that opened. Absolutely. Process. It's been the greatest adventure that we've had the privilege to be a part of, right? We started it uh, first two members and really, you know, the privilege of that is we get to do everything, right? <laughs> we get to uh, drive, you know, the truck that had all of our equipment. Yep. We get to set up all the equipment. Uh, we get to welcome guests in. We get to take them out to lunch afterwards. And literally, it's just been a version of that for the last decade. Obviously, as more yeah. people join, as more people um, serve, uh, those leadership levels look different, but it's really mm-hmm. with the same heart. And so a couple of years in, Pastor Adam and Kira continued to speak life into my wife and I. And pretty early on, they ordained us as the executive pastors of the church. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, if you're executive pastor and I served in the function of CFO as well for a season, that just means typically in a church planting phase that you're the one that knows how to use spreadsheets. Okay. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't mean that you're classically trained in any of this, right? I didn't have, you know, all the degrees that maybe you think you would need to do all of this. But like you said, sometimes it's not just about your capability, but it's more about your availability, right? Are you willing and ready to say yes to God? And oftentimes those create these open doors to be able to step into 
that is going to be some of the best adventures in life that you'll ever get to be a mm-hmm. part of. And so one of those open doors, fast forward way, way, way up uh, to mm-hmm. 2019 was this revelation that I had within our community of people wanting to give non-cash assets. Okay, what do I mean by that? Well, there are people in our community that work for these tech companies, Facebook, Apple, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, et cetera, right? And they don't only get a base Mm -hmm. salary, but they also get compensated in the form of stocks, equity Mm. in the company. And so when I started understanding that people were viewing their equity compensation as a way they could give, it was a big revelation for me. We had wow. dozens and dozens of people in an increasing fashion say, hey, Vance, you know me as executive pastor. I want to participate in everything that Vive is doing. We reach out to the community. We're planting campuses. We're reaching people for Jesus. I want to give, but I could be so much more generous if you would allow me to give some of my Facebook stock, Google stock, Apple stock. And transparently, wow. Virgil, at the time, I didn't really know how to receive those type of assets. Right. So I went to Fidelity, opened up a brokerage account. That, by the way, was painful. It took me about three weeks to do it, um, <laughs> but finally got it done. And then Fidelity told me to give this information, so DTC numbers, account information, all this type of stuff to the donor so that they could facilitate the gift. So I did that. So I, I, I you know, gave this information to the prospective donors that wanted to give stock. And then I would refresh the brokerage account every Friday for about six weeks. And guess what? Every time I refreshed it, nothing in the brokerage account. And I was like, what's going on? So I approached one of our givers. And this is kind of a a little bit of an awkward interaction because I said, hey, you mentioned he worked at Facebook at the time. You wanted to give some of your Facebook stock. Do you have everything that you need? And that's what you do to diffuse the awkwardness, right? Do you have everything? How can I serve you? (laughs) And and what he said actually was the biggest epiphany. He said, Vance, I'm going to do it. It's just the information you gave me, I gave to my broker. And they told me to uh, go to a website, download a form, print it out, fill it out physically, and fax it in. I just haven't had a chance to do it, but I'll get it done. And so Pastor Virgil, when I tell you, if you tell a millennial to fax in anything, it's definitely not gonna happen, okay? (laughs) They're like, a fax what? And so that was my revelation that, oh, okay. If there's this little bit of friction standing in the way of potentially a really generous gift, why would I not create a solution to remove that friction so that mm-hmm. this person or these people can really act out their intention to be generous? That was yep. the origin story of Overflow. And so yeah. I just simply created the first version of Overflow, which is an online platform that allows people to give stocks in crypto without having to fill in any forms and without having to do anything with fax machines. And so it was just out of a motivation to solve a problem in our own church. And so I emailed a thousand active recurring donors on November 8th, 2019. And I said, hey, a dozen of you have asked me about giving stock uh, to be able to participate in the vision here at Vive Church. You can do so now completely online through this new platform we created called Overflow. And I sent that out and in three days, we got 32 responses and we raised $1.1 million. Wow. 
And that's when the Spirit of God really impressed upon my heart. This is not just for Vive Church. This is not just wow. for the Silicon Valley. This will mm-hmm. be a wave of momentum and increased generosity for churches all across America. And that's when I decided, you know what? I'm going to dedicate a significant portion of my time to actually creating a company out of this so that I can create business models and structures to innovate in the realm of generosity. And since July 2020, when we officially launched a company of Overflow, we've been on mission to inspire the world to give through this innovative technology in churches, charities, corporations all across America. I love this. I love I, pastors, leaders. I hope you're leaning in right now and you're listening. Here's here's a question, Vance, because I think I think a lot of you know there is a generation uh, a generation of us who know what a fax machine is, even though we probably don't <laughs> use one anymore. Uh, there's another generation that doesn't know what a fax machine is, right? There, there's there's multi generational aspect of the people that are in our churches and in our communities, um, and then at the same time, um, somebody would hear, "Oh, giving stock and crypto." Oh yeah, sure, let's do it. I, you know, and other people be like, "What is that? Yeah. Like, what and how?" Yeah. And so there's a little bit of, on the spectrum of people who understand and, and don't. Here's my question: As you've been pushing this mission forward. With with overflow and uh, and obviously the inspire to uh, the inspiration to get people to to give yeah. you know as part of their worship, what has been the biggest pushback yep. or the biggest um, kind of like I'm not sure you know because obviously it's new. I mean, you guys you opened up something that didn't exist prior to this platform overflow. What has been the biggest pushback you get normally, maybe from pastors, yep. leaders, people who deal with finances and ministry? Uh, the biggest pushback is this. They say this, Pastor Virgil, I love what you guys are doing, Vance. Love what Overflow stands for. I just don't think there's people in my congregation that have stock to give. Mm. To which I would say, why don't we teach them? Why don't we teach them? Mm-hmm. Here's the parable of the talents. The parable of the talents actually informs us that maintenance is lazy and wicked. Mm-hmm. That stewardship is multiplication. And so Dave Ramsey model is to get out of debt. That's table stakes. Mm-hmm. That's biblical. We should not be yep. in debt. And that is a, a type of bondage. So I get that. But it doesn't stop with being debt free. If we want the, the kingdom people, if we want people in our churches to actually flourish, it's not just about maintenance. And it's not just about mm-hmm. getting debt free. It's about investments. It's about assets. It's about ownership. It's about multiplication. It's about growth, right? And so if you believe your congregation doesn't have stock to give, my number one MO in a congregation like that would be to offer resources to encourage people to start thinking with an investment mentality. Here's my other Mm -hmm. point to pastors that I try to encourage them in. Let's say, and you can scale this up or down, but let's just say you have 500 active givers in your community today. Mm -hmm. Um, In most communities, not every, but in most communities, I'm telling you, at least 50 of them, at least 10% of them definitely have a significant portion of stocks, equities, portfolios to give from. Okay, here's a staggering stat that people Mm -hmm. probably don't know. Of people that give to organizations like the church in America today, 
90% of their wealth is in non-cash assets. Wow. People don't carry wealth in their checking and savings account because of things like inflation. People carry their wealth in what? Real estate. So that's what, where most people carry wealth. But if you talk about the 10, 10, top 10% of Americans, it's not just real estate where they carry their wealth. They carry their wealth in stocks, ETFs, bonds, treasuries. They carry it in non-cash assets, IRAs, 401ks, mutual funds. And if you are not communicating to them that this is an opportunity that you can give from that pocket, then we as church leaders, as kingdom builders, we're going to miss out on that opportunity. Yeah. I think this is very, uh, I think it's good to get uncomfortable. I think some, <laughs> some pastors and leaders, when you're used to what you've done for such a long time, it's easy to say, man, this is what I know. This is what I feel comfortable with. But then there's, but then there's the next generation yeah. who comes in with some new ideas. <laughs> then there's innovative people um, who, who open the door to new possibilities. Yeah. I think that's, that's what you guys have done, Vance, with Overflow. You've opened up a, a, a new channel, and why not? <laughs> why not open up a new channel? Totally. I mean, Pastor Virgil, we probably remember the day about just a decade ago, right, where 90% of our giving in our church came through a bucket. Right. Or maybe even before the bucket, you know, the, the wooden handles and the velvet, the velvet bag, uh -huh. you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and, so, and so checks, cash, maybe if they're fancy, a wire transfer. Right. Uh, but what happened in the past decade, the Internet and mobile devices. And because of that, mm -hmm. technology was introduced to help people give more frictionlessly through the comfort of their phone on a recurring basis. But when that technology was first introduced, I remember and I was super young and I even talked to people today that remember the time those technologies were being introduced. But there was a lot of pushback. Pastors would say, mm -hmm. oh, there's no way people are going to put their credit card information online. There's no way that people are going to, they want to, they want to write a check. Okay. Fast forward to the pandemic. What, what accelerated? If you didn't take Hello. giving online, then you're actually going to struggle. And so now it went from 90% of your finances go through the bucket to 90% of your finances actually come online through people's text to give phones. I'm telling you right now, what happened in the last decade with mobile recurring giving is what's going to happen in the next decade with non-cash giving. Wow. And so what you talking about with uh, discomfort, that's what happened when we tried to introduce apps to help people give during service. That friction and that intimidation happened 10 years ago. Now it's just commonplace. So we're in yeah, the same... Yeah. We're in the same inflection point with helping educate people around giving non-cash assets. Are you following Avail on social media? If you answered no, what are you waiting for? You can enjoy encouraging content, get updates on all our latest resources, and connect with leaders just like you, all from the comfort of your couch. There's no better account to visit in between appointments or over morning coffee. If you haven't found us on Instagram and Facebook yet, look up The Art of Avail and click follow. We can't wait to see you there. That's cool because, uh, you know, this goes along every, every pastor, every leader has been taught and has probably even taught change yes. comes with growth, yes. right? 
even spiritually and biblically right. new wines because you can't put old wine into new wines like all these things that we know and sometimes there's just areas that are more difficult than others for people to transition in or to understand i think you know what i what i love about you vance is you have you kind of have like a like a teacher heart and spirit mm. because uh, it could be easy to say you guys are just fools just do this it's gonna work but i think i think your heart and where overflow comes from it's kind of a it's like a shepherding heart saying hey listen wow. this this really works and we want this for the kingdom for the church for the ministry you're leading Amen. um i th i think that's the that's that's what comes off when i hear from wow. you and i've heard you you know i've heard you share about this at conferences i'm hearing you right now and and i think that that's what sets you aside it sets you guys aside and you really are for the kingdom um i i, I can't help but i can't help but think that some pastors and leaders will need a few kind of practical and strategic ways of communicating yes. this. When you first started this, your church were probably were literally the first ones, yep. right? To kind of have this adventure and this experience from your experience now, a couple of years in, what are, what are some practical strategies and tips for, let's say a church has opted in, uh, the, the organization, the leadership has said, okay, we want to offer this to our givers, to our people, um, how, how is the, what are the best results come? How is it communicated? Hey, that's a brilliant question. So I'll, I'll give one example uh, that I think is really relevant to anybody that would be listening to this, that's especially a church leader. We at our churches typically have what we call at our church, a giving moment within the service, right? Where we encourage yeah. people, invite people to participate in giving their tithes and of their offerings and things like that. You know, what's so mm -hmm. funny uh, Pastor Virgil, is that I think sometimes our mentality is that, oh, in the next two minutes, I'm going to convince somebody to tithe. That's probably not going to happen. Okay, let's be real. <laughs> and uh, what ends up happening is we take that moment and we make it an opportunity to give like a sermonette, right? Where that's not probably mm -hmm. going to translate in convincing somebody in the moment to start tithing, right? Because Tithing actually comes through consistency and through discipleship. So what are we trying to accomplish in that giving moment? We're actually trying to accomplish a couple things. We're trying to remind people the power of generosity, how it makes a difference in our community. And then mm -hmm. to be honest, like really simple, people are looking for logistics of how to actually give. And so why I say mm -hmm. this is because here's one simple thing that you can do. Every giving moment, training up your campus pastors, your hosts, whoever's facilitating that moment to say this line, hey, here at Vive Church, there's so many different ways to give now. You can actually look behind me, uh, scan that QR code or go to vivechurch.org slash give. You're not even just limited to your checking and savings account anymore. We've actually partnered with Overflow and you can give from your stock portfolio or through crypto. Hey, God bless you as you give. Let's pray. Okay, you do that. 52 times a year, mm -hmm. yep. maybe they're not going to give stock in crypto that moment. But when you have a catalytic giving campaign, when you're raising money for a building, you sowed a seed yeah. in their brain and they're going to say, oh, that's right. Hey, honey, remember, uh, you know, pastor said that we can actually give from our stock portfolio. Let's give to the vision through that, actually, because we can give so much more, okay? So that's actually practically what happens. And so that's just yeah. one example of how you can educate a community. Obviously, you could do it through email. Obviously, you could do it through text message. Mm -hmm. You could do it through small groups, curriculum, and things like that. 
And it is such a powerful way to actually serve your congregation. Because here's the thing, there's tax benefits to it. And when people lift the lid off limitation and they actually get more imaginative and creative about different ways uh-huh. to be generous, it's a blessing to them. Because here's the, here's the truth. They're wired to be generous. It's just they stop with limitation because it's like, oh, you know, the way that my checking and savings account works. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But if you lift the lid of limitation and they start thinking about, oh, stocks, crypto, that used car, oh, that collectible that I had that really I could donate to the kingdom, I can give, I can be generous to the kingdom with, all of a sudden you start unlocking unprecedented opportunities for generosity. I love that. Let's tap into that for a second. Lifting the lid off limitation, um, discovering untapped opportunities for generosity. Is this something that you always that you were always passionate about? Is it something that kind of came alive along with this? And um, and why? Why do you think this is so, why is this so passionate? Why is this so important to you? Yeah, it's, it's a lived experience for me, right? And many of us have had it. It's just, do we recognize it? So I grew up in an Asian household. I'm Filipino. My wife uh, as well as Chinese Vietnamese. And both of our lived experience has been going to restaurants with our Asian uncles. And there's this phenomenon, maybe you've had it in your culture too, Pastor Virgil, but there's this phenomenon called fight to pay the bill. Right? (laughs) Right? So you got all the uncles racing and trying to be ninjas, trying to slip their card or slip the cash so that they could cover the whole table. Right? So what happens when I'm a young, young person growing up and I experience that there's a couple of feelings that happen, right? Um, there's kind of like this like visceral reaction of like, oh, what? No, like what? No, no, no. Why did you pay for it? But then when it sets in, you start like getting really grateful. You're like, oh my gosh, like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Like generosity is felt. Generosity yeah. is life-changing. Generosity is extravagant. Generosity has a fragrance. Generosity has an aroma, an atmosphere. The Bible says the world of the generous gets larger and larger. And so Mm. this kingdom principle of generosity has always captivated me, has always compelled me. Generosity begets generosity. When I saw my uncles do that, I said to myself internally, I want to be that when I grow up. I want to be the person that fights for the bill. I want to be the person that covers the table, right? If we look at our God, right, he covered all the debt. And then some, that's right, right, and and he he he's the one that has been most generous towards us, and that generosity towards us compels us to be generous people as little Christ, as Christians, and so it's always been an element in my life that has been kind of a through line. Mm-hmm. When I understood the power of technology and how certain platforms can reach billions of people. I married my experience in technology working at companies like Google with these first principle kingdom truths like generosity. Mm -hmm. And I said, I wonder if I brought this principle of generosity together with this tool of technology, I wonder if we could just inspire every single human being on the planet to be generous. What happens if we do that? Mm -hmm. Well, if the Bible is true, that means that more and more people would live an enlarged life. Um, and how can I preach without preaching 
but through a product. So if my product, if my platform inherently is inspiring the world to give, they might not even be Christian, but they're in being impacted by a kingdom principle without even knowing it. Hmm. And so that's really the heart, uh, the heartbeat, the mission, the vision uh, of what we're trying to do at Overflow. And it gets me just lit up in the morning every single day I wake up. <laughs> I love that. Before before we tell people how they can connect with you and find out more, um, you, you know, you made a comment that really caught my attention. Um, and I think it caught a lot of leaders' attention. You, you made a comment that kind of compared, hey, um, in the past, 90% of the giving came from, you know, cash, checks, you know, kind of direct, you know, direct giving in the bucket. Um, and maybe there was 10% that was extraneous, right? Mm-hmm. And and now today in 2023, in a lot of places, it's 90% is online. Oh, yeah. um, and, and then a, and then a percentage of that last 10% is checks and cash. Yeah. And it may, that may vary. That may sure. vary, you know, depending on city, yeah. state, Absolutely. And, you know, age of the congregation. However, you also mentioned that what you think is going to happen in the future is that is that 90% is going to be this non-cash asset giving. Uh, And so if that's true, (laughs) this is really important. It's so important. And and I'm not even trying to be prophetic, Pastor Virgil. I'm trying to educate the kingdom of God of patterns that are already happening, right? And so the brilliance of Silicon Valley is not just having a lot of capital. The brilliance of Silicon Valley is not just having a density of talent. The brilliance of Silicon Valley is the ability to spot a trend and embrace a trend, to see a tectonic mm-hmm. shift about to happen before it becomes an inflection point and to be a fast mm-hmm. mover, to embrace that innovation, to embrace that technology, to power whatever company that's being built on top of it. Okay, how can we learn from that? Well, historically, in the local church, there's been a hesitancy to yeah, embrace yeah. technology. Okay, why don't we flip that? Why don't we not be intimidated by new technology, but how do we embrace it? I mean, this goes back hundreds of years, Pastor Virgil, to the Gutenberg Press, mm-hmm. right? Where the printing press now allows the democratization of the Bible to be in every hand, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the modern day version of that is the internet. But if you look at the financial trends, right? More and more people are diversifying their assets outside of checking and savings. And there's 300 million crypto users and counting. Wow. So when we talk about assets like cryptocurrency, when we talk about Web3, the blockchain, when we talk about um, apps that are allowing people more and more to get into investing because they want to hedge against inflation, this is not even just this far off future thing. The future is now. It's happening right Right. now. And we have an opportunity to leverage it to build the kingdom. Yeah, this is huge leaders. I hope you're taking this in. (laughs) I hope you're, uh, I hope you're uh, making some plans to do a little bit of research. My mind goes to a lot of places. I also help, you know, I lead a uh, a bilingual church. Like I live English and Spanish and I'm thinking of so many pastors and churches, even in Latin America, they might even be, they might be behind depending on technology. And because sometimes their trends are a little bit after, but even still I'm thinking, wow, this is this is very insightful, uh, and I think I think Vance, I think what you and your team uh, are doing is extraordinary. 
And I think, I think the reason that we've seen that, you know, we're seeing it grow and, and flourish is because the hand of God is on this. I think that when there's something that's, God is a generous God and, and that spirit of, of just, um, of just unnatural generosity. Wow. I mean, I think that this opens the door. This opens the door to that. I would love for people to know how they can connect with you, uh, where they can go online to find out if they're interested in, in saying, Hey, I want to find out what are the next steps to, to starting, you know, offering this in our church, in our community. What, what, where would you send me? Yeah, absolutely. They can go to overflow.co, not .com, but .co, overflow.co. And there's a really easy link there to put in some information so that our team can reach out to you and set up a meeting. They would love to understand more about your church, more about your needs in terms of fundraising, capital raising, so that you can accelerate the mission and vision that God gave you. I also wrote a book, High Growth Fundraising, The Silicon Valley Way. It just reached number one on Amazon the other day. And uh, we're so blessed because more than just the company that we're building at Overflow to resource the local church, we want to build content and education, just like Avail is doing, uh, to be able to empower education, knowledge is power, right? As they say. And so we want mm -hmm. to take everything that we're learning here. Um, and it's not just theory. I'm a practitioner, right? I sit in the seat of executive pastor. Uh, I'm a company builder mm -hmm. and I am specifically passionate about what God is doing to bring innovation into these local churches. And so we serve now at our company, nearly 500 churches, charitable organizations like American Cancer Society and the Golden State Warriors Foundation, Life Church, Church of the Highlands, mm. as well as so many different church plants. And we would absolutely love the privilege to be able to, to meet you, to learn from you, and to also see how we can serve you. That's so good. So I want to highlight here, everybody, the website is overflow.co. Uh, you can get a lot of information there and reach out to the team, uh, find out how you can get started or get more information. Also, can you hold the book up for those who are actually yeah. watching the video? The book is High Growth Fundraising, The Silicon Valley Way by Vance Rausch. Uh, where can they get that book, Vance? Yeah, so you can get it wherever books are sold. Uh, Amazon uh, would be a great choice. We have been getting a lot of traction there. And as people purchase it and review it on Amazon, we stay on the bestseller list, which all that means is it's more discoverable so that other fundraisers, pastors, executive pastors, CFOs can get their hands on it and hopefully get some help. Cool. I imagine you're on social media. People can find you there. Yep. And uh, I see behind you, I see behind you the set for the Give It Up yes. podcast. Can you tell us about yes. that? Oh, thanks so much, man. Yeah, so we released a podcast uh, really sponsored by my company, Overflow, called the Give It Up podcast, right? It's kind of a play on words, you know, give it up for generosity, give it up for pastors that are leading communities. And what we do is I have a co-host. Her name is Zoe. We call her Zoverflow. <laughs> she is a millennial <laughs> churchgoer. And we have a very open and honest chat uh, every other week about certain things that churches might want to think about. And so we try to stay on the cutting edge of innovation, technology, fintech, finance, and be that voice to maybe help challenge thought of how we need to be progressing our communities into the future. Very, very cool. I love that. 
Uh, so everybody, here's a few things. Overflow.co is the website. The Give It Up podcast, if you want to check out that podcast, check it out uh, with Vance. Also, his new book, High Growth Fundraising. High Growth Fundraising. Check it out on Amazon. Leave a good review. Um, this is awesome. I, I love everything that's for the kingdom, everything that as leaders will help us reach farther and in, in this case, give Come more. On. I think it's something that honors the Lord. Um, I will mention this since we're talking resources, the Avail Journal. Yes. This is the Avail Podcast. I got the Avail Journal, everybody. As a leader, you want resources that help you. And Vance, I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to hold an Avail Journal. No, no, no. We, hand, we got the ARC good. version recently. And yep. my wife and I were talking about and bragging about how you all have some of the highest quality production we've ever seen. It's Come incredible. Yep. <laughs> I appreciate that plug there. Hey, availjournal.com, everybody. If you are not getting it, the first year is on us. Claim your free annual subscription, availjournal.com. We'd love for you to have this leadership journal in your hands. It's going to help you a lot on your leadership journey. Uh, Vance, as we close things off, what's something you want to leave on the hearts of leaders? What today? I want to encourage leaders in is that if your perspective of your congregation, your supporters, your followers, your community is that they're stingy and you need to convince them to give, it'll influence the way that you communicate. The reality is this, they're not stingy. You don't have to convince them or twist their arm to give. They wanna give. Actually, they were created by God to give. Spiritually, mm -hmm. physiologically, we know that when people give money, it releases a dopamine in their brain on the level of when they eat food and when they get to shelter. So they are wired to give. What stops them? the theology of limitation, right? What stops them? The enemy uh, keeping them limited and unimaginative, right? What, what, what mm -hmm. stops them? Um, you know, lacking the trust in God as their provider. And so as we continue to disciple people, teach people and call them to their truest self as a child of God, as a son, as a daughter in Christ that has an incredible inheritance where God can fulfill all their needs, we can actually unlock what they were created to do, to be generous. And so I'm really excited about how that continues to be the message that the local church leads in. And through that, resources are going to be unlocked so that we can continue to reach people through the mission of the local church. I love it. You heard it, everybody. Drop the mic. Pastor Vance Roush, I love this conversation. I hope leaders, you've been encouraged. Vance, I think um, this has been a great conversation. We might have to do a follow-up in wait. the future to talk more. There may be more questions. Um, on behalf of Dr. Sam Chand, Martine Van Tilburg, our whole Avail leadership and Avail podcast team, we just want to thank you for your time. Uh, we want to thank you for being obedient to the Lord's call. We honor you. We bless your life. And we can't wait to see everything the Lord's going to do. Amen. Thanks for being a part of this. Hey, everybody, I hope you've uh, taken this in. You might need to listen to this twice or three times. Take some notes right down the websites. Uh, it's all about living to give. It's all about inspiring our, our world and our people to be more generous. What a great vision. Um, thanks for connecting with us. On behalf of Avail, my name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, your host every week on this podcast where we talk about the art of leadership. Hope to see you next time right here on the Avail Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail Podcast with our guest, Vance Rausch. You can find out more about Vance on social media and by going to overflow.co. And be sure to get his book, High Growth Fundraising, The Silicon Valley Way. 
For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail podcast host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail podcast. 